You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash Zabe. Today on the Zabecast, we are still processing the Kobe Bryant tragedy, but the sports world and our normal podcast must press on. Today, Notorious J.A.Y. joins me to discuss all things Kobe, as well as our mini book club on what a dumb idiot Aaron Hernandez was. All that plus, hey, isn't that our logo, boss? Your bonus expletive-laced 45 minutes of me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! Oh, here we go! Tuesday, January 28th, 2020. Thank you for downloading. Before we get to Jay and his take on Kobe Bryant and the day two react and processing of this horrible tragedy, a quick baseball note. MLB umpires could get mic'd up for replay explanations. This according to ESPN's Pedro Gomez. Much like NFL refs have done for years, umpires could be mic'd up and announce whether they review, whether reviewed calls are upheld or overturned. They may also explain rules if necessary. MLB and the umpires are actively discussing this possibility. If the technical aspects can be worked out and the umps are comfortable with the concept, they could be mic'd up sometime this year. Both sides say there's lots of work to do, making it uncertain whether this could be in place by opening day on March 26th. The NFL and NHL have the referees announce the results of replay reviews. In the NBA, the Arena PA announcers relay the decisions. Baseball fans have become familiar with crew chiefs, such as Joe West, Ted Barrett, and Tom Halley, and taking off the headsets, then signaling the ruling from the replay center in New York, but not explaining exactly what happened. Now, you're going to say, you few dwindling replayites out there, what's wrong with that? More information, the better. It's not going to change anything, Zabe. Not going to take any extra time. I don't know why you'd be against this. It's not that I'm against it. I'm against replay as a whole, as you know. But this is another thing where they never say, God, maybe the rules are at a point where the average baseball fan can't understand them. Or instead of the rules being like, well, his finger came off the base and then he was tagged out, but the ball fell out... After waiting three minutes to hear that bullshit, you know what we used to deal with? You know, the only thing we used to have to worry about was, out! Damn! Or, yay! And that was it. You're out was final. We kept it moving. And it was glorious. Because the games were about fun, and they were only for our entertainment purposes. The point here is that, of course, they're going to add another layer. This is a new fix. Well, you know, these rulings are complicated and the fans are left in the dark and they don't like it. So let's let them, we'll put mics on the umps. That'll fix it. Another layer, sure. The answer to replay, and it's all of its shortcomings, is always, always more replay. A tweak here, an adjustment there, another layer, more codifications of the rule book. That'll do it. Then we will have reached officiating nirvana. To which I ask simply, so are we there yet? Have we reached the promised land? Have we reached the state of perfection yet? Are we done? Yeah, that's the question I'm going to ask. We done yet? The answer is, of course, no. Because this will lead to new problems. 
and new layers of complexity, and there'll have to be another tweak sometime soon. Until we rise up and kill the machines. We physically storm the replay centers in New York, and we rip out all the equipment, cable to nuts, and we drag it down to the Hudson River, and we throw it in the water. Oh, what a glorious day that will be. And I'll be there. I'll be there front and set. Well, I'll be in the I'll be in the back. Like, if you need me, see, I'm not going to be one of the people getting arrested going in with the first wave, but I will, I'll be there supervising. I'll bring some banners, uh, some refreshments. Everyone else can go first because probably a few people will get shot, maybe, and then some arrested. But, you know, if there's anything left to pull out of the wall, I'm, I'm there. I'm with you on the revolution. I feel bad even playing this song just 24 yeah, hours later. Cold open. Yeah. I did cold open yesterday, though, so going to have to listen yeah, to a little. Two days, though. You got to keep it. I think Wednesday. You can do it or we can do open on Wednesday. You sure? I think so. It's pretty infection. Pretty, it's pretty infection right, infectious right here. This is a great hook coming up, Jay. Come on now. I love okay. how that. I love how that sequence resolves itself musically. That's all. <laughs> Sorry, Jay Cottrell. Okay. Jay joins us now. Jay is a basketball loving fool from the mean streets of Bladensburg, Maryland. <laughs> no. Where what what mean streets you grow up on? Columbia, Lanham, Severn, Maryland, Severn, yes. Severn, Maryland. You are a basketball loving fool, sports loving fool. Right. My cult brother, cult effect, My my brother from another mother, and you have now lived long enough to see Len Bias taken yes. in the absolute pinnacle inflection point of his soon to be stellar NBA career. I think nobody had any doubt he would have torn that league a new asshole. Yes. And now you have seen Kobe Bean Bryant as he was already on his way to a glorious second chapter in his life, uh, full of a lot of interesting projects, including detail by Kobe Bryant and films and whatnot. And hell, he might have played in the big three at some point. But I would have <laughs> advised him, I would have said, don't play in that shit league. Come on. You're Did better he than say that? that? Did he say that? Yeah. No, I, I'm saying it. If if I had been in Kobe's inner circle, he's like, do you think I should play in that league? I'd be like, no, those asses suck. These guys suck. <laughs> you really want to school Katino Mobley one more time? <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> so right as he is en route to embarking upon being a lifelong ambassador for the game, taken from us suddenly. That sucks, man. This was a this was a dagger, man. How did you uh, how'd you hear about it? How'd you process the news? I heard about it. I was on Twitter bitching about Maryland during the game. <laughs> and somebody who I have no idea got in my mentions and goes, did you hear about Kobe, Kobe Bryant dying in a helicopter crash? And what and was, was like, your first instinct? Get the fuck out of here, you troll. Yep. Basically, yeah. that was it. So then I got on and then I saw that TMZ had the story and I said, well, TMZ usually gets it right. Oh. And then I kept looking for more than one source as any good journalist would do. And it, I just kept seeing TMZ, TMZ. And then did about, you check Kobe's Twitter feed to see, please tweet. I did not. Please did not tweet. Check, no. Please tweet. Did you check Rick Fox's Twitter feed? Please tweet. Yeah, yeah, Please how tweet. Rick Fox get in it? Yeah. And how did Rick? How does anything get out in the internet these days? Wild ass innuendo and hey, uh, there's an old Laker once upon a time. But then I saw uh, ABC in uh, LA was sending someone to the site, and I was like, uh oh, yeah, yeah, this is real now. Unbelievable. I mean, it's it's up there with bias for Redskin fans. Sean Taylor. Now all these comparisons. By the way, yesterday, no I don't think there is no comparison. There, there, I mean, is, I, there, there is no good direct comparison. Clemente was still playing. By the way, I forgot to mention Clemente yesterday with Andy Poland. 
big downgrade for Andy, who loves to think he knows everything and remembers everything. His old man brain is starting to slow down because he didn't mention it. I didn't mention it either, but Clemente would be a more close parallel, but Clemente was still playing when he died in that plane crash. I was like, Payne Stewart? That was pretty... Payne Stewart died a month after the Ryder Cup of 99, and he was the reigning U.S. Open champion from his uh, victory at Pinehurst, where he congratulated Phil Mickelson by saying, hey, man, you're going to be a dad, so it's going to be all right. But golf is Uh, small. Dale Earnhardt was the Kobe of racing. Right? Yes, he would. Absolute stone-cold killer, cult figure, didn't give two fucks what you thought about him, would put you in the wall, just like Kobe would cross you over and dunk on you if you wanted to. And he died, you know, while still racing in the biggest event of the year. But in racing, Jay, it's an accepted risk of dying. This might happen, yeah. Exactly. There is no comparison on what happened. Yes, there is. There's not. I mean, I was, you know, a buddy and I were talking yesterday. We kept, we were like, remember the three Indians pitchers who died in spring training? But they were like, nobody, nobody know who's who Tim Cruz or, 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 or Steve Olin. Nobody knew who they were. I mean, Bobby Ojeda, nobody. I mean, only hardcore baseball fans knew who they were. How about, how about Fernandez for the Dolphins? That was a big one. Okay, that was that was a bit that was but and, baseball, but that, not basketball, and yeah. the Miami Marlins, a nothing team. But and, he was a but he was legit. A, he was an ace, right? He was he he was an a he was a number one starter. That was a big one. That was a big one. Yes. Uh, Ken Guck, uh, Ken, Kenny G from Denver, name last name withheld, just for you know. You never know these days. People get all bent out of shape of shit, you know? By the way, yeah. did you see the Washington Post political reporter who was suspended for tweets about Kobe Bryant's sexual assault case? Yes, I did. I'm like, oh, yeah, way to go. You got to know the room, lady. You gotta no, know the room. Yeah, know the room would be a good idea, but it's crazy that you can't even tweet truth because of its timing. You can get suspended for poor timing. What about the chick from MSNBC who... Oh, the Nakers. I, I don't know how to... I really I really think she just jumbled her words and... Of course she did! Why with, would you ever say anything <laughs> like that, for God's sakes? Right? But the, but the internet media... Well, not the internet police came out after her, like... Of with, like course. like torches. It was like it went from like zero to sixty in like two seconds. That's what they do on the internet. I know, and but it was just like Jesus Christ. I know it's 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 awful. Um, anyway, uh, other we were talking about other deaths, right? Yes, other deaths. Yes. And what was I, it? We we I mean you said uh, Fernandez. That that's like the only. I mean I can't think of. There's nothing oh, comparable here. to... Here, email. This is the email. This is this puts in perspective. Kenny G in Denver says, the global footprint for Kobe is beyond anything achieved by U.S. athletes before them. Actually, the global footprint, he says, of uh, Kobe, LeBron, and Tiger. No. Bubba? That's wrong. Bubba? Okay. He's wrong already. He says, even MJ... No, Kobe. He's wrong. <laughs> Kobe. No, I, I, don't, I don't want to discuss it anymore because there's nobody who had more global impact than MJ. Like MJ and Michael Jackson were the two most famous people in the world at one point. So his whatever this whatever with the rest of the email, it, it doesn't. It, he's wrong. He's wrong. <laughs> okay. I'm serious. No, well, I, ch- I, I cherry yeah. picked the end of it. Do you want to? Do you want to hear the whole ahead. email real quick? I'll shut up and let you finish. Well, you can interject. Just say okay, stop. We'll play okay, okay. stop. All right. Okay. Yes. Okay, here we go. Uh, he says, "I realized watching the Tiger coverage yesterday that Tiger and Kobe have really lived parallel lives. First, they were both child prodigies of African American fathers in the middle and upper class. This was a relatively new thing in the U.S. Most of the great African American athletes pre-Kobe Tiger came from pretty poor circumstances. I.e., Lou Alcindor's dad was a New York PD cop with my grandfather." And might be a notable exception. Grant Hill was too. Grant Hill was almost my neighbor. We've told that story. 
Yes, yeah. Al Nabasi. I got Al Nabasi instead. Hell of a guy. My best friend works for Fender Guitars in, actually Gibson Guitars in Los Angeles right now. Anyway, uh, well-spoken, curious about the world beyond the USA. Are you allowed to say well-spoken? Yeah, I hate that one. Like, like Chris Rock said, you say that at about, you can't even, I can't even say this joke anymore. To say a black person is well-spoken is like saying, uh, this is Chris Rock, not me saying a retarded kid who can speak. Oh, Jesus. It's the same thing. How about, our, that joke? how about articulate? Or is that the same thing? That's the same thing. I hate that, that's though, Jay. Word. I hate that's that, Jay, because it, I know I hate that because then it uh, denies the opportunity for one to assume that one's articulateness is dependent upon their skin color. But I get it. I get it. Anyway. Uh, curious about the world beyond the USA, Kobe was the Italian soccer lover, Tiger the Cablin Asian wearing red to show his Asian power. These two kids were very different. Secondly, as young boys of the middle class, they got married pretty young, and their libidos almost ruined them both in their 20s, as they quickly ascended to be the best in their sports by age 23. Outside of Bill Clinton, nobody except Kobe and Tiger had the sexual proclivity, proclivities and intimate details shared with the entire world to see. That Tiger did not learn from Kobe's mistakes is really an opportunity lost for him and his marriage. Third, humbled by their sexual humiliations, they embarked upon an image reboot that I never thought would be possible. Endorsements slowly came back. They both seemed to have thrown themselves into parenting and less at least less obvious, skirt chasing. Kobe in particular was a very enthusiastic supporter of youth programs of the Aspen Institute and his basketball academy. Fourth, their global footprint is beyond anything achieved by U.S. athletes before them, even MJ. LeBron, Tiger, Kobe, Messi, Ronaldo, that's the Mount Rushmore of global sports. Ronaldo, by the way, also has a non-consensual incident, which you can look up. Anyway, a bummer of a day, says Kenny G, but you probably have to hit the veil stuff if you're going to be straight here. I hit the veil stuff, and I talked about the veil stuff, and I said, look. You have to. I did. I had to, and I said, look, bottom line is this. The legal system worked its course without any undue interference, and it resolved the way it did. She didn't want to go ahead with it. That's her choice as the alleged victim. Settlements were made after that. Apologies were issued. Maya culpas were given on a podium with his wife, Vanessa, next to his side. And Kobe went back to the hard work behind the scenes of repairing his marriage and family. I mean, you, you got to accept that as a reboot of a man's legacy, right? And, uh, you know, if, if his wife could forgive him, why couldn't we? Well, that's the thing. I, I never condemned him for whatever crime happened per se i was agnostic about it like well if he did it you shouldn't that's a fucking crime and you really fucked this girl up but i I was not invested so i'm not even there to forgive him per se but i can say that look his his new career arc was a great one yes yes it was that is he was on i think tony kornheiser said he said he was he wanted to be walt disney i was like oh let's he was he was trying to be a mogul of any of everything yeah yeah, and uh, basically, uh, you know, uh, even if I can hate shit like deer basketball, which I was like, this is the dumbest shit ever. Oh, I don't the, the short that he that he won in the, won an Oscar the for. Academy, I know like, what. I, even though I can say that's some dumbass shit, I don't want to see that. It doesn't mean that I don't respect what he was doing or begrudge him for winning the award. I'm like, okay, fine. I'm like, it's just not for me. So, how much of a Kobe stan were you? Oh, not at all. You weren't. No, no. But I did. I realized. I always said. I, I always realized Kobe was a stone cold killer. Oh, and that's yeah. what I liked about him. Absolutely. You know, I, was, I wasn't. I was on Team Shaq when it was Kobe versus Shaq. Oh, you, know, you were you, on the losing team. I was. I was on the losing <laughs> team, right? I just saw Kobe, you were on you know, the wrong side of history, Jay. And also, if you know, if it was if you. <laughs> I hate that phrase, by the way. I hate that phrase. I got to be on the right side of history. Well, how do you know which way history is going to go? Okay, continue. But, uh, it, what you know, Kobe was an anomaly when he, I mean, nobody's 6'6". Six, what six. came out of the, came out of high it was school only, to the NBA. It was only, it was only like seven, seven foot. And yeah. then, like, I remember that, that 96 class. I'd never really heard of him that much. I was like, well, this, you know. Were you familiar with high school players back in 96? 
like it was like Tim Thomas was was in that class. Um, There's a guy from Chicago who was the man who got Ronnie Fields was the man of the high school class of 1996. He was from, oh, the same place, Farragut Academy, the same place that Kevin Garnett, yeah. he got, I think he he, uh, he got hit on a train tracks. And oh, the his yeah. Career. He was like the, supposedly the next greatest thing. But I was like, Kobe, I was like, I'd never really heard of this Kobe Bryant. But apparently I didn't know everybody. And. Well, what's, we a, what's amazing is that a guy that went uh, 13th overall, and the Hornets, he was never going to play for the Hornets. The Hornets were picking him up at the grocery store on behest of uh, Jerry West, who had already cooked up a trade. So it's not like the Hornets drafted him like, hey, man, come on, Charlotte's great, he can play. And he's like, nope, I don't want to play there. It was literally, he's falling or he's not getting picked. West sees that kernel of genius and spark in him and is like, fuck, we got to take him. Who do you want here? Have Vlade Divots. Vlade Divots. And his four-pack-a-day habit and his stupid beard. (laughs) Get out of here. So, But the fact that such a great player, generational player, went that low, (laughs) it's something else, right? At least Jordan went two overall, right? I mean... (laughs) Jerry West, greatest uh, GM of our of our lifetime in basketball, and it's not and there's no there's no there's no there's nobody even uh, second. It's Jerry West, and that's it. Yeah, to, uh, to see that, I mean, to, to see that in his high school kid that he would be the I, where where does Kobe rank in, in your hierarchy of of basketball? The Pantheon. Yeah. Oh, he's. Shit, I well, you know, I draw a big He's line. He's in the top ten. He's in the top ten. I Go draw ahead. I with all comparisons in any sport. I'm a one line guy. I draw one line that I define as the modern era, and that depends by sport. It's not the same year every time. I don't divide into three different eras, Jay. I put one line in every sport. And don't ask me what the exact line is because I haven't really – I'm fleshing this out as we speak right now. <laughs> okay. But I, but of the modern era, Kobe is top five. Like he's a tick below Jordan and Magic and Bird. And I think he's – a to me, he's above LeBron. I'm sorry. I th- Sorry, not sorry. How about that? No, no. I mean, I think he's above LeBron too, but I just don't – it's the, it's that, uh, you know, wilt – Russell. Pre-modern, pre-modern. Yeah, Kareem. Uh, he straddles it. Yeah, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. Kareem, you could shut down easily. You just had to uh, deny him ball side. You just had to get a, <laughs> a six-foot ladder and a broom. <laughs> and you position it ball side, and you knock away every entry pass. You can, you can pretty much cripple Kareem to about 26 points a night that way. You know, Keep him off his normal 33. <laughs> uh, Hard to do, Morgan. illegal, and yeah, no. Oh, wait, rest in peace, Morgan Wooten. By the way, too. That's another he one. He, yes. Do you, okay, let's let's talk about these people that want to get real specific about horrible things. Dick Vitale tweeted something to the effect about how awful it must have been for Kobe to be in that helicopter, helpless with his daughter, as they plunged to their death. That that is what in the living fuck is that all? Dick, stop, stop! What somebody, are you doing? I, I think who? Um, I think Israel Gutierrez said he was crying on radio, and that's what Dick he was Vitale? thinking about. No, no, no! I said no. I said Israel Gutierrez. Was oh, sure, crying on radio about the same thing, thinking. Okay, I listen. Kobe, Kobe starts with his daughter as the hell. <sighs> Which is a harrowing there. thought. I mean, there. Dick Vitale. Hey, I could not sleep at all, baby. Tossing and turning, thinking about what Kobe, his girl Gianna, and their friends were going through in those final moments. Life is so fragile. Please, God, let them all R.I.P., baby. <laughs> Sorry. I included the – I put the baby I, in there at the I end. Think, yeah, yeah, you, I think, yeah, you, I think you're a far on that one. But. He's not wrong, and he means no, well. No, he's not. But Jesus Christ, stop painting that picture. 
please. Am I wrong in saying stop painting that picture? I, listen, I know I've thought of it. I don't. Why do you need to paint that? I can't answer that because, as a guy, I don't have daughters. No, but but I, why do you why do you have to viscerally? I don't know. I can't I'm paint not, I, a picture I, of a horrific moment. Like yeah. put that down for God's sakes! I killed Baker Mayfield's tweet yesterday. On the oh, podcast. dumbest, dumbest tweet ever! I saw that. Uh, y'all, I saw that. I, I wish God, y'all, I, I wish y'all nothing but the best. Are you fucking kidding? The the best. Go work. Go work on your footwork. Shut up. Their lives are ruined, and now I'm going to be accused of that guy that paints a picture that doesn't need to be painted. But here we go. Ready? I got my Bob Ross brushstroke out here. Ready? Okay. It's not just Vanessa and the three surviving daughters, they're going to cope with immeasurable grief. There is going to be a guilt complex for the other seven souls on that helicopter that belonged to Kobe Bryant. True. And, I mean, there were three mothers, two fathers on that helicopter. Gone. Kids, all of them. The uh, was was the you, uh, helicopter you, was the helicopter uh, pilot. I'm, I'm, he's probably married. He's got a wife, probably right? and kids. You know, uh, I mean, can you imagine saying here? Here we were as multi-millionaire superstar athletes trying to do something nice for people on our basketball team, and now their mom is gone, and I feel uh, at fault, even though I was not on that airplane. I didn't make the decisions whether to fly or not to fly. And that's a whole nother thing. Have you read up on? Yes. And they shouldn't have been flying because the, the fog was, was so dense. Yes. One pilot said, look, a twin engine helicopter that like that $13 million per copy, which is no big deal for Kobe, but uh, a twin engine copter like that having complete catastrophic mechanical failure, unheard of. He said, it just doesn't happen. Meaning, you know, one engine may go out or it may start to go out, but you can usually kind of set it down somewhere with a rough landing. This thing went into the Calabasas hillside at 180 miles an hour, Jay. Ugh. It was flying at 2,000 feet above sea level. The, ma- the mountains there on the coastline rose upwards to 12 to 1,300 feet above sea level. And according to those who tracked the flight, he was making these erratic, like he's at 1,400 feet. He's up to 2,000 feet. And then he turns around and it looked like they were going the other way back home when he flew into the mountain. He was instrument rated, but he may not have been flying instrument only. The LAPD and the Sheriff's County uh, helicopters have been grouted because of the fog. Um, They circled over... Uh, Burbank for 15 minutes or, or let me like five minutes maybe because they were waiting for weather directions. The pilot was like, I don't know. It's really foggy up there. What, what are you seeing? Everything points to catastrophic error in judgment by the pilot, which unfortunately is usually about 90% of most terrible air accidents, pilot error. That, and people, that, were, that people, compounds were, people things, were like, you know? why is Kobe going from, it was like a 45 minute drive. Nah. I believe he had bad, he had a, it was, he didn't like to sit. Oh, he, he no, he couldn't sit. He can't sit still because of his back. So oh, that's God. why he would helicopter. No, he helicoptered because there's traffic in LA. No, no, and I'm that, serious. And no. that drive, that drive, even on a Sunday morning at 9 a.m., could be two hours, depending on what's going on on the highway. But it's like no, 30 minutes, it's like 30 miles. But yeah, but it's, there, no, his back, like he could not sit, like he. That's why he, he didn't like to do car rides really? because of his back. That is that is a hundred percent true. Oh. Anyway, that's why he bought the helicopter. It's uh, it's unspeakably sad, and the more you see the uh, videos of Kobe and his daughter and everything else, it's it's uh, it's just the worst. It is the worst. So, what what media member had? Got disgrace your, uh, themselves the most. I'll you'll yeah. hear it in fuck that guy coming up here in just a bit. Okay. Why? That, but no, no, no. Because I heard somebody today, and 
<laughs> I, I, okay, <laughs> we may I, have the same guy. Who knows? <laughs> no, no. I, well, it's not my FTG, but I just said, I was like, "Are you really gonna do this?" Okay. Well, you want to you want to hit it? Do you know who it is? Uh, oh, my uh, Whitlock for me. Oh, I, okay. I, All right, you save it for Whitlock. I got mine. Okay, go ahead. All right, now what? No, I want to transition. Okay. Because I finished Hernandez. Wonderful. You got 15 minutes to tear this one apart? I got 15 minutes for you for this one, yes. Okay. Who does the father of... This is a weird place to start, but I'll start here anyway. Who does the father of the gay high school quarterback (laughs) remind you of like a dead ringer? Oh, God. Oh. Hit me with this one. I, I, I'm on, I'm on, I can't wait to hear this one. Go ahead. I don't know his name, but he is an SNL cast character of recent vintage. And he was in this uh, this music video with not Carly Rae Jepsen, uh, but somebody else, some sweet little singer, country singer, not country singer, pop singer. And he looks just like him. God, I should have looked this up beforehand. <laughs> I thought you would know exactly who I'm talking about. I didn't know who you were talking about on that one. Sorry. All right. He was a bit much for me. He said something that nearly brought me out of my seat when he was blaming somebody for something in the whole episode. Like he wanted to shift blame to somebody else other than Hernandez. All that said, it was a remarkable telling of the complicated shit that preceded Hernandez going off the deep end. Notice I didn't say caused Jay. I said preceded because we don't know, we don't know cause and effect. But it was a great documentary because you're watching, you're watching and then they kick you in the head and they kick in the head with a roundhouse right kick with the, with the gay room. I'm like, what? Where did this come from? What? Right. <laughs> okay. We've definitely gone another direction now. <laughs> yeah. So there was that. How'd you like uh, uh, Sleepy Eye Killer, the guy that got half his face shot off? Oh, by the way, I, I, would, I, don't, I wouldn't fuck with that guy. Uh, no. No. But I would not fuck with that guy. Did you did you notice how his first court appearance, he was all humble and meek, and he was like a totally different guy than even in his mugshot. Then when he got the glasses on for the later testimony, he'd gotten his swagger back, basically. <laughs> but at first he was like a total bitch, and I'm like, Oh, yeah, you're not a you're not a tough guy anymore, are you? You're you're on in court on trial. <laughs> uh I don't I don't be. I don't have anyone in my family. Like, I don't have anyone in my family who would do for me what his aunt did for him. There is nobody. Not even my brothers. Oh, his aunt went to jail. Is that chemo? Is that to and, be respected or no? I don't know which way you want to look. I, I don't know either. If you're facing if you're facing a murder charge, you need to get off. Yeah, she's respected. I okay. mean, she like, she basically died for him. Because if she wouldn't have went to jail, she would have got her chemo, and she might have still been living. But she went to jail for like six months. Chemo went off the off the rails. Boom, she's dead. Right. How about the- and then his, his mom also. Oh. Oh, my God. His mom is a piece of shit, too. By the way, I'm going to find the cast member that I'm thinking of. But when he when he describes what it must be like when you're Aaron Hernandez and your dad just died, and all of a sudden there's a new man making bacon in his underwear in your house. <laughs> that, was, that was a great line. I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> oh wow was that powerful oh and by the way why did we never see hernandez's brother <sighs> that's a good question maybe he wanted to get paid and they said okay don't have the budget for it or he wanted too much money that would have to be the only reason unless he just didn't want maybe he just he doesn't want to be associated with him anymore you know he's got to go live his life as aaron hernandez's brother 
Yeah, that's true. Okay. But now, last week when I said what a, what a shitbag Urban Meyer was, did you see what I was talking about? Oh, yeah. Well, well Urban Meyer shitbag, and then how about, uh, how about uh, you know, the Patriots? The Patriots, you know, Hernandez is like, man, I, I need a trade coach. I don't feel safe up here in New England. And it's <laughs> like, he's like, yeah. no. <laughs> and then he keeps complaining, like, no, seriously, I think someone's going to come try to kill me. And they're like, all right, talk to the guy about a safe house. Safe and house. Move, and then they move into some, some, uh, some, some crappy middle, uh, middle, middle, uh, middle America uh, townhouse. Crap. With, with, a middle. No, with a nosy neighbor with a nosy neighbor. Middle America. Well, middle it was middle middle America asked him talking about, you know, in New England. Cause he had a he and like his his next door neighbor was a real real nosy uh good nick. Remember she goes, I used to smell stuff. <laughs> yeah. What did it smell like? Skunk. Yeah. Skunk. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I I, yeah. I see the picture of the guy now. And I, I can't peg who it is. It's driving me crazy. I'll get it before we're done here. Um, I, I how don't about, know what how, season SNL you're talking about. I wish I could look that look that one up. How, how about um, how about the uh, the CTE angle that they tried to push? You're not a CTE. You don't believe that stuff. That's right. You're 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 not anti CTE. No, but not- the one guy who was like, look, you can't blame this on CTE. Like, there's been one double murderer, or in this case, triple murderer, other than, well, OJ. I was going to say OJ, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Right. Two, two guys, and, uh, and you're going to blame it on, you know, the CTE. Whether he had it or not, and I'm not disputing that he had it, but what caused it? How about the fucking PCP-laced marijuana that he was high on virtually 24-7? Hmm? That's true. Hmm. I, I I don't know. I'm not saying that, it, but I always think I, I don't. I don't take that CTE thing. I don't. I don't take it lightly. No, I don't either. But still, oh god, this internet is driving me crazy. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna hunt it down. Um, do you think it would be possible to murder two dudes sitting at a stoplight just because you were mad at them about something in a club? If you are a psychopath, yes. Okay. Yes. How do you feel about the second trial in which he got acquitted because he finally had a good lawyer who's like, hey, man, you don't have the goods here. You got a lot of shit, but you don't have the goods. And I know he was, Hernandez was pissed because if I'd have had this guy first time, I would have got off probably. Okay. Bobby Moynihan. Oh, Bobby Moynihan, yes. <laughs> Total dead ringer <laughs> doppelganger Bobby fucking Moynihan. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, you know, and of course, the Urban Meyer stuff where it's just very mercenary. But this is how all college sports are. I mean, Chris Borland pretty much laid it out. And it was well done in which they said, Look, football owns one day of the week. It's religion. It's big business. It's millions of dollars. And the Tordal stuff where Hernandez is bragging about it, like they don't give that shit out anymore, only if you got a real injury. Guess what? You know the one guy they gave that shit to every game? Me. And uh, the uh, interviews with Gronk, they were like asking him questions, and Gronk just refused to answer any questions on Hernandez. That was pretty funny, too. Did he come off as a bitch because of that? No, it was just okay. funny. Next question. Next right. question. And he was like, no, just, I'm not going to do this. Yeah, We're I'm not going to do this anymore. Yeah. Was that, a, was that a Gronkowski family reunion? Was it his brother it, and all's family? It, it, it was. It was uh, some, I think it was a, an ESPN thing on the Gronkowski family or Gronkowski men. Right. I kind of remember that. All right. Um, do you, how about the, uh, one thing I noted down was how about the Christmas photo of Aaron and young Cheyenne and their baby? Oh, did you see the face that the smile that Aaron forced in his nice sweater, his Christmas sweater after it's, he had a death and a possibly, well, possibly three deaths. And he can right. just smile, yeah, smile like there's no tomorrow. So I don't get it. He was married to 
or no, he not married, right? He was just no. his, but he, his baby Living mom life. was Cheyenne and lived with him. Yes. And he obviously had sex with her once. So there's yes. that, but he was also gay. So he was bisexual. I guess so. That's what it did. He have any boyfriends while he was playing in between his high school fling college and the pros and before he got into jail and started this pen pal relationship with another inmate who happened to be they only, they only brought up the uh the guy in high school that's the only one and and well the, and the guy in jail okay so what happened like did he was it all just latent like yeah you know what that's fine was he banging other chicks outside of Cheyenne, I think she at one point she said, oh, so when you get out, you're all of a sudden going to stop all the smoking and all the fucking and all that other stuff. I, I think she knew that he was cheating on her. I think right. he, yeah, I think he had the, well, not had to, but he had, well, you know, he did have to put up that image. So I'm sure him and his boys, you know, and the fact that another thing, he had no friends on the Patriots. That was weird. Yeah. That but was guess really what? He was making shit happen. And the the Florida Gator highlight reel of him was straight football porn. You yeah. watched it going, holy shit, look at him move. He's a tight end size. Wow. But then the fact that Urban Meyer was like, you got to get out of here. You can't come back here. And you think <laughs> Urban Meyer's wrong for that? Couldn't yeah. you say at least he was like, hey, at least you're going to turn pro and make some money. And secondly, I don't want you killing somebody down here on my watch. Oh, no, 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 I was just that he was just, but I was like, that was, at some point, Urban, you should have helped this man. Well, and that's the thing. They did a super cut of guys along the way. It was Tim Tebow, hugging, smiling with Hernandez. Urban Meyer, hugging, smiling with Hernandez. Tom Brady, hugging, smiling with Hernandez. Belichick, hugging, smiling with Hernandez. Uh, Bob Kraft, hugging, smiling with Hernandez. As they're narrating over it, yeah, this was... All the while, nobody wanted to get in there going, Aaron, what's going on in your life? <laughs> what's, who's the person inside? Are you really happy? Are you smoking a lot of PCP-laced weed? Do you have guns? So here is the essential question I have for you. Yes. Could he have gotten away with it if he had just done a few other things? And if so... Yes. What would have done the trick? Remember, they said if he would have erased the whole video surveillance camera from his residence, he would have gotten away with it. Because there was some timeline thing, and he didn't he didn't erase the whole thing. And they said if he would erase like another fifteen minutes, he would have gotten away with it. But it was the dumbest. But how but about you killed you killed a guy like three miles from your house? Right. That was just stupid. With a blunt, next, and then you smoking blunts and then throw it next to the body. Well, it was uh, people like that deserve to get caught because yeah. they're just so stupid. So, you're you are Hernandez. You have to kill Odin Lloyd. Jesus, by the way, talking. what is this too graphic? You don't want to get in the mind. Get in the. It's inside the mind of a killer, Jay. Come on I now. Can't, I can't, I've I've never you're wanted to kill anybody. You're just criticized by Tal for horrible thinking. What's wrong with you? Hey, man. <laughs> Got to work with me. How would, I, how would I have gotten away with it? Well, Here, here's, how, here's how I would have done it, and okay. then you can go. Thank you, OJ. If I, <laughs> if if I, I did it. it. Right. If I did it. Okay. So the day of when I'm going to kill him, I turn off the security system at noon. I can always cite a power issue, or I had to reboot the server, or who knows what. Up, oh, it was down that day. I was, I'd even send a text to somebody like, Hey man, I got a call. I'd send a text to Cheyenne. I'd say, Hey, I got to call the security people. This fucking system doesn't work. It's down again. Boom. That's number one. Number two, you call Odin Lloyd and say, come on, man, let's go out. Let's go get some weed or whatever. All right. Then you take him in your car, right? Yes, you don't get rent a car, yeah. You take him in your car to somewhere on a paved road and you get out, well, I don't know if if you want to leave his body somewhere remote, then you're going to have to leave tire tracks. That's problematic. 
right? But your tire your tire tracks could be any vehicle as long as you've got a common vehicle. They could say, "Well, we got a Toyota Forerunner tire tracks," and then you uh, you make sure to throw your shoes away that you uh, you murder them in if you take footsteps outside the thing. Again. Boom, done. Right, that alone, and and the whole case falls apart. Uh, not wanting to murder anyone and not that I can't, I can't play this game. You suck. I, can't, I, I do suck. I can't, I can't play this game. You know I, what? I wouldn't. You're my How new, about this one? you're my fuck that guy now. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready, Jay. You're first up. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. <laughs> fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, Jay, who is on your list? Every every Houston Astro. Wow. <laughs> no, I, I thought you were going to light up Whitlock, no? No, 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 no. I just, no, I just didn't like him, but my, my fuck that guy is every, I am sick and tired of every Houston Astro uh, trying to claim, not claim innocence, but like, I don't, I didn't do anything. I've heard these guys talk for like two weeks now. I hate them. All. I hate the Astros with a passion. Yeah, and uh, did you see Enrique Hernandez for the uh, Dodgers and what yes. he said? He's like, well, you know, they cheated and got away with it, and they won a World Series, so good for them, I guess. And it was the perfect dismissive mic drop. Like, okay, if that's if that if they're cool with that, then what am I going to say? Boy, are there going to be some some eyes dotted when Houston plays anyone? They're going they are going to be thrown at like all season. <laughs> what if the first team to play them, they bean the whole lineup? One for nine. I, I, I would, I would do that. You I would, would do that. Hit <laughs> <laughs> okay. everybody. All right. Uh, what do you think about uh, Whitlock? Real quick, as your second, fuck that guy. What was it again? You had a problem with? Did you? He was just crying, and he loved Kobe. And I'm like, what? I just remember you bitching about Kobe all the time. This is it's a little bit too much, Jason. Stop okay. it. All right. My fuck that guy goes to one Nick Wright, who with that Ooh. hair grown out looks like a cockatiel with his super skinny narrow head and his super skinny nose. Here was what he said today, and I just I don't I can't take umbrage with it enough. Oh, come on. Oh, hold on, sorry. Okay. I, I have spent a lot of my television and radio career picking at him. Picking at what Oh, come on, Internet. Are you really buffering on me right now? My Internet's buffering right now. Can you what believe What makes Jay? him not as great as X? Oh, and there it goes again. Jordan or LeBron or whoever. And it's because that's what, at least that's what I do. That's what we do when we're ranking players and we're right. listing. And it's really who's six and who's eight. It matters, damn it. And it deprived me. Oh. I think of until these last 18 hours really appreciating holy look at what this guy did shut the fuck up it deprived me because I said LeBron was better than Kobe it deprived me of appreciating him that's full of shit get the fuck out of here it ain't about you buddy and I know you, if you claim to like basketball, you appreciated what Kobe did, even if you still made the arguments that LeBron was better. Enough of this nonsense. So there you go. My fuck that guy for the week. All right, Jay. A good 42 minutes as always. Thank you, brother. Thank you, Zabe. Bye, 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 bye now. Boy, you didn't, uh, didn't like me talking about <laughs> how would you kill somebody? How do you? I think anytime you watch any murder show, Dateline NBC, if you're not thinking to yourself, oh, yeah, he fucked up by doing that. Here's here's what I would have done. Not thinking about, holy shit, I couldn't take someone else's life. But if I had to, you know, it's all, almost like a puzzle to solve. Of course, a lot of otherwise shrewd people try to get away with murder, and some do. And some get away with murder even though they're clumsy. Others get away with murder because they're extremely devious and they've got really good lawyers. But I don't know why, I don't know how you can't at least think about it when you're watching this stuff. That's what I was thinking about watching the 
Aaron Hernandez documentary. If you have a thought on uh, the documentary, a point you'd like to bring up, go ahead, let me know. Email me, Zabe at Yahoo.com, and I'll bring it up. This is classic. I'll end on this, a bit of a lighthearted note. So the United States has launched a new branch of the military, believe it or not. Donald Trump has commissioned it called the Space Force. That's right, the United States Space Force. It is the now sixth branch of the military. I have no idea how real it is, who's in it, what kind of weaponry we have, who we're planning to attack, what we're going to defend against, blah, blah, blah. But we've got a logo and we've got a patch and we got what looks like it could be a collectible coin or a challenge coin. And oh my God, it's a direct ripoff almost of the Star Trek Starfleet command patch. Wow. Way to go, Space Force. You really (laughs) went out of your way on that logo. I mean, there's a couple things different. The color is different. The triangular spaceship sort of thing in the middle is a little bit different. It looks like they lifted it right from a GPS uh, device, almost like a folded paper airplane. It's got a blue globe behind it. Same stars around it. Um, Same orbiting star around everything, just like Star Trek. And yeah, yeah, there you go. What do they say? Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. I wonder if Gene Roddenberry and Gene Roddenberry's estate and or the creators of Star Trek, whatever big studio owns that property, is not preparing legal paperwork as we speak to go, ah, yes, uh, knock, knock, about that Space Force logo. Yeah, a little too close. That'll do it for me today. Thank you so much for listening. We press into the Super Bowl week beginning tomorrow. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, good hard run of shows. I look forward to doing it, and we should look forward to the game because life is short, and we should appreciate and enjoy a big-time football matchup even as we are grieving and processing an unbelievable sports tragedy that hit us over the weekend. Thanks for listening. Have a good Tuesday, and we will see you next time.